You're listening to the Quality of Love Podcast. Your home for all things love, relationship, and mental health. Hosted by nationally certified life and relationship coach, Tyrone Dixon. Sit back, relax, and get tips on creating the life you deserve without wasting any more time. Welcome to the Quality of Love podcast. I am your host, Tyrone Dixon, nationally certified life and relationship coach, husband, father to two beautiful princesses, and CEO and founder of A Rose Through Concrete Consulting. Thank you guys for taking out the time to listen in with us tonight. We really appreciate it. Tonight, we got another love nugget for you guys, and this love nugget centers around self-reflection. When I do workshops in the community and even outside of the community, I went as far as Mansfield, Ohio. I like to kind of get get down to the nitty gritty is what I call it with the self-reflection exercise. I'm going to tell you guys about it and discuss it with you guys And what I want you guys to do is I want you guys to take some notes and really do this exercise so you can get to the bottom of a lot of your belief system and even some of the beliefs that you may have compartmentalized over time. So the very first thing I want you guys to do is grab a piece of paper and write down self-reflection at the top. And we're going to touch on four areas of self-reflection. We're going to talk about roles, expectations, patterns, and beliefs. And once we get the foundation built, I'll just have you guys build upon that and, again, identify and pull back the curtains a little bit on some of your belief systems and even challenge them. Are they true or is this something that you've been taught in a false manner over time? And just for the record, this self-reflection exercise is all about you, right? So whether you're single or in a relationship right now, this self-reflection exercise will show you kind of your dating history, why you're attracted to who you're attracted to, and even kind of get you to the bottom of media influence in your life right now, as well as upbringing. Let's kick it off by talking about roles, right? And on in the section of roles, I want you guys to do me a favor and just jot down the following questions. What role do I play in my relationships? Where did I learn this from? And do these roles feel right? Right. And I'm going to have you guys take it a step further and try to identify when you were growing up, who did the chores around the house? Who did the cooking? Who did the cleaning? Right. My I'll throw myself out there, for example, my mom did all of the cooking, all of the cleaning, all of the chores. So my dad didn't really um, do much in terms of chores. He would cook from time to time. But in terms of chores, Early on in my life, in my upbringing, my mom did all the chores. So with that being said, I grew up thinking that, oh, okay, women are supposed to be cooking. They're supposed to be cleaning. And as my beliefs got challenged, as I seen women in corporate roles and executive positions, it forced me to kind of backtrack and, and realize that maybe the roles that I saw coming up weren't necessarily the proper roles in life, right? So if you are in a position right now where you get conflicted and you think a female should do this and a male should do that and a child should do that, right? You may be stuck in the mode of roles and that may not be beneficial for any of your relationships in the long term because people stretch and people grow in different ways and to pigeonhole them into one specific role is not fair to them. The second section I want you guys to look at is expectations. So when you look at expectations or if you could jot this down on your paper, I expect men to be blank. 
I expect men to do the following things and fill in the blank. Obviously, I expect women to be blank and I expect women to do blank or the following things and fill in those blanks. And this may seem tedious or it may seem like, OK, Tyrone, what are, where, what are you getting at here? But the idea is you want to make sure you have certain expectations for yourself when you're in a relationship. Right. Because most people enter relationships with non or without non-negotiables and we talked about non-negotiables briefly um on in our one of our episodes but non-negotiables is are things that you just will not accept in a relationship if you don't enter a relationship with non-negotiables or a certain expectation for your partner chances are your boundaries will be um flexible we'll call it and your partner may take advantage of you or you may feel taken advantage of by your partner so before you even get into a relationship define what your expectation for your man or your woman or ideal man or woman would be and make sure you're building based off of that list so if you get someone that maybe have something on your non-negotiable list, you cannot waste your time with them and you can keep it moving. And also, just to reiterate, those non-negotiables are things you absolutely are not willing to compromise on. So if a partner notices, oh, you're willing to bend or kind of fold in a particular area, that's an easy opportunity, especially for someone who's a narcissist, to take advantage of you. The next area we'll touch on are patterns. When we talk about patterns, do me a favor and just jot down Did I marry my mother or father, right? Do I keep seeing these same characteristics pop up in my relationships? And do I know my triggers? Those are three very, very good questions to ask when you're trying to identify what patterns keep coming up in your relationships and what you keep seeing. So, for example, I used to think that drama was a necessary part of relationships, right? So if things went on for really well for a long period of time, I would find some way to infuse drama into my relationship. And as I kind of started to develop and grow and mature, what I realized is that I saw drama played out in all of the relationships that I saw growing up, whether that was my parents, friends, uh, sisters, brothers, cousins. I I seen drama in every relationship that I ever witnessed growing up, probably up until college. So it was something that I falsely thought needed to be infused into our relationship or needed to to be in a relationship. The other thing that I found out a lot about when I did this exercise the first time is the media influence that goes on in our relationship. We don't realize how much um, media really, really plays into our relationship. And I didn't even realize it myself personally until I was working with a client who's a huge love and hip hop fan. So she's telling me how these women on love and hip hop, I don't, I don't know the character, so forgive me, but how the women on love and hip hop are constantly like going back and forth and messing around with different or the same guys at different periods of time. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? And she literally played these patterns out into her own life and placed these things into her own life where it was like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to mess around with my friend's boyfriend after they're done with them. And that obviously caused her a lot of uh, broken friendships. So identify the patterns that that play out in your relationship. Identify the things that are influencing your relationship. And most importantly, identify if they're really beneficial to your relationship or not. Lastly, when it comes to self-reflection exercise, I want you guys to jot down your beliefs, right? And when you jot down beliefs, how do you believe a relationship should play out? In most cases, 
we enter relationships with false beliefs, right? We don't enter with the non-negotiables and we enter with false relief or false beliefs, excuse me, right? So I, I like to throw these false beliefs about relationships out there so that you guys have an understanding of what beliefs may hinder your relationships and what beliefs may prevent you from creating that lasting relationship. So number one, the right relationship should just work. That's false, right? That That's false. You have to have the, the partner that's willing to work on the relationship just as much as you're willing to work on the relationship. Remember, all relationships are 100% and 100%, not 50-50. You can't change another person. That is very, very true, right? You can't change another individual, no matter how much you love them, right? It's up to them to love you back and appreciate and respect you back. The other, the, the next one, excuse me, it's, it's normal to yell at your partner, right? So that goes back to that drama thing that I said a little earlier. That's not normal. Um, society has, has given us opportunities to normalize that behavior, but that is not normal. Which brings us to our next point where drama is just part of a relationship. Actually, drama is not part of a relationship. And furthermore, it takes away from the positive energy that goes into a relationship. So drama is not necessary in a relationship. The next one is there is an ultimate one for us all. I've I've not broken this down yet in one of my podcasts, but I, I speak on it quite often. I don't believe there's an ultimate one for us. I believe in stages of um, kind of finding a soulmate, right? You have a initial soulmate who may be a friend and you guys develop a friendship over time and ultimately uh, just become friends over life. A, the second stage of that soulmate is finding a person that you are madly in love with, but for some reason it just doesn't work out. And then finally, there's the ultimate soulmate, that person you're completely intimate with, where there's complete truth and love all the way around the board. But that only comes when you learn the, the lesson from that second person that you thought you were in love with, right? So those are the stages of kind of finding soulmate to me. So please get rid of the idea that there's a one or like that Disney fairy tale idea that you'll meet Prince Charming or the ultimate princess or uh, yeah, ultimate princess and just kind of ride off into the sunset. That's false. Relationships take a lot of work and that's the key to it. You got to be willing to work, willing to improve on your flaws. And next thing, everyone experiences relationships in the same way. Another very, very false belief that tends to be around relationships. Love is very specific to each individual and it's up to that person um, how much love they show or how much love they're able to display. And then lastly, relationships you saw growing up don't affect you in any way, shape or form. This belief was mine for uh, the better part of my life, I would say, uh, because I would always say, oh, well, when I get into a committed relationship, I will never be like my father and I will never be like my mother. And ultimately, I, I turned out to be just like them um, in a lot of ways, not in every way, but in terms of being self-centered, uh, narcissistic, only thinking about myself in relationships. I certainly had that had that poor quality. So remember those things. Make sure you're checking your beliefs at the door. All of your beliefs are not true. It's okay to challenge them and there's nothing wrong with that. All right. That's all we have for our love nugget today. You guys are more than welcome to hit us up at TQLP20 at gmail.com with those questions for our big Wednesday episode. Once again, that's TQLP. 
at gmail.com or you guys are more than welcome to hit us up on facebook at the quality of love podcast where we'll be answering those questions again every wednesday in an anonymous fashion we appreciate you guys listening and remember the quality of love and relationships that you have in your life will determine the quality of your life peace and love Thank you.